0: Faith and good presents Pondering Things Catholic with Father Paul Gross. Father Paul is a particular witness of mercy, faith, and virtue with a gift for seeing the connections of faith, health, and daily life struggles in and through the heart of Christ. I'm your host, Stacy Galino. So, Father Paul, we've talked before about perfectionism and us as human persons struggling to know who we are and whose we are and who God is and how when we don't know, truly know who God is. And again, that's a lifelong pilgrimage of learning, of Mm -hmm. learning post-fall. But then that informs us who we truly are so that then we can be rightly ordered to move forward. In wisdom, and we were talking about that whole thing, and then we talked about mother and father woundedness, which you know really takes us all the way back to the original wound. And all of that conversation led to, um, in your heart, I really believe, a Holy Spirit inspiration of a verse in Corinthians that talks about wisdom and seeing the world and myself as God sees me. Mm -hmm. And so I would love for you, if you would, to share that scripture with us.
1: What came to mind when we were speaking about the gift of wisdom, which is seeing the world as God sees the world, and also seeing myself as God sees me. I mean, that's everything. That Mm -hmm. affects our core identity, and from that core identity, our thought patterns come from, and then from those thoughts, our actions, our behavior our attitude. And so this is the scripture passage. The spiritual man judges all things, but is himself to be judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ, Mm, right? And so to be able to think like Christ, especially when it comes to ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. So how does Christ see us? You know, how does he see us when he sees us? If we can see ourselves as he does, we would live in freedom, oh, you know? Yes. And I, I, I quote scripture, the uh, John, I believe it's John chapter 8, uh, 32, the truth will set you free. Oh, we just right? hear
0: that all the time, Father, and it just sounds, ever, people yeah. just flit, It's you know, that it sounds so trite. It, yeah. We don't reflect on it. There or we don't reflect on it. I think that's so...
1: doctrine, that's dogma, but the truth about who I am Ooh. in God's eyes. Is will truly, set me free. Uh, yes. Free from perfectionism, free from self hatred, free from criticism, free from uh discouragement. Yes. And you know, discouragement is another one. Um mm-hmm. the truth of who I am, when I can live out of that belief, right? I would just I, that's the that's where the joy comes in the piece. I get it as I just say it. Mm-hmm. When we can live out of that that belief of how does God see me, you know? Right. Who I am in his sight.
0: Right. And sometimes, Father, those <clears throat> truths, the truths that we're talking about, can be extraordinarily painful. Like when we do so many, so many of the people that I encounter have what you know. There's a lot of talk about mother and father wounds, and 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 they're legitimate and they're real. Real things happened that to these people that were Absolutely. extraordinarily abusive, extraordinary, extraordinarily painful, extraordinarily um, disorienting in terms of who that person that's coming to me now for help in their understanding of who they are and and who God is. But what is the beautiful thing about? you know, with some help and, and definitely that, that Catholic anthropology, that Catholic understanding of the view of the human person with the very best of evidence-based medicine and psychiatry and psychology and counseling and, and, and all of that that beautiful mix of the wholeness of, of the knowledge that God, and the wisdom that God mm-hmm. um, gives us to use to bring us to truth, to bring us to that freedom. What can happen, what I have seen happen, is for people who are able to look truly at the reality of their very broken and complex situations and still, in in an authentic and genuine and non-pathologic way, love the very person's that hurt them and may have been, may be still actively hurting them, and they're not able to be in communion with them in terms of um, reconciled. But through forgiveness and through the, through understanding who we truly are—that truth of the human person—and that how we are made in the image of God Almighty, male and female, and the love that He has for us and the love that He created us in—that itself. And then the truths of the church that the Lord Jesus Christ left us even before that, our Jewishness, all the way back, you know, from Adam and Eve forward, yeah. the way that we we're created. If we if we can take our eyes off of the rotten fruit for a moment, of, of the complexities of our life and go back to those roots of the mm-hmm. original wound and begin to look at the lens of our lives through those roots and through the truth and the wisdom. That's when the healing begins to happen. Mm. Would you agree? I would. Yeah, I just absolutely. stepped all over your interview, didn't no, I? No,
1: that was great. I'll <laughs> let you go. I'll let you but go. that's what
0: this is kind of about, yeah. you know, like theology and mental health mm. kind of coming together. And uh, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Well, it, it helps us to have a greater understanding and a greater meaning going back to that original wound. You know, mm-hmm. you we're talking about, you know, your our father and our mother had a mother, and they had a father, and they had a mother, and yeah. just go back and back and yeah. back, and and you know and our family of origin will affect us in some way. And I think being able to first understand it, you know, being able to understand it kind of as we are speaking. Yes, and this is big. Help to bring light on it using this good sound big. psychology and coupled with good sound theology, it helps us bring some meaning to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't take away the, the pain or the hurt or the grief of right. losing Great. maybe Absolutely. a childhood, you know. Yes. It, but it helps us, I guess bring great understanding, and when we can have understanding, then we're able to. When we understand something rightly, then we're able to respond to it and to make the the decisions that we need to make to able to find healing, to get yeah. healing. In That's that exactly does that make right. sense? And, oh, it makes perfect um, sense. Yeah, and you know, sometimes I find too, and the question with people that I've counseled in pastoral counseling or confession is, so I ask myself, "Why me?" and why did it happen to me? And why couldn't God mm. um, have stopped it? You know, if mm. he was really loving and you know, I wish I had the perfect answer for them. I think sometimes though they have they're trying to reconcile this understanding of God as good and as a father and loving. Reconcile that with their experience that they've had. Yes, you know, which can that be sometimes horrific. can scream everything that God is not, you know? Right. He is really harsh and he doesn't care about me or he's abandoning me. Um, and they're trying to reconcile those two. Right. And that can take years and years and years and years of of doing that. Um, mm-hmm. When people come to me, I usually will just affirm them in their, maybe their anger, mm-hmm. you know, and their questioning mm-hmm. and everything else. I would just affirm them mm-hmm. in that. And in some ways, I have to allow God to heal that part of them and answer that question, you know? Um, and even if, even if the question would be able to be answered, I often say that it, even if it was answered, it doesn't take away the fact that our childhood had a hurt, that Absolute, childhood that we that's lost, right. That's know? reality, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. And so I think sometimes it's in the process um, of healing that God is teaching us um, great wisdom to probably turn around and help others. You know, yes. Um,
0: oh, that. yes. At the healing, I've heard and I've, I've repeated this because it's so, so true over the years that the healing is not just intended for us. Mm-hmm. You know, that the, the Lord in his providence, he is all good, He but he may allow an evil. He may, Is that the right way to say it, Father? Sure. He may it, allow it for a greater <clears throat> good, but yeah. it's it's to be given away right, to, to show others, to glorify Him ultimately. Yeah. Did I say that well enough? Yeah. It's, Fix it, Father. It's,
1: it's a, <laughs> no, you did, did just fine. <laughs> you know, I, I, I can get into real theological points with some people, but I think they, they're looking for something more. And just, oh, they I just want to say, stop
0: hurting. They just yeah, want to stop exactly, hurting. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Just make it stop.
1: You know, you have the Lord's direct will, which is always going to be good. And you do have His permissive will, which He allows. And I always point to the cross. I mean, the cross is the ultimate answer to the mystery of suffering. Yes. In that the Lord certainly didn't, the Father did not directly will that the Son be crucified. He didn't tell these soldiers to nail Him to the cross. But He did permit it to happen through human Mm -hmm. sin. He Mm -hmm. permitted it to happen. And through that permissive will, he brought our salvation mm-hmm. from that, which was mm-hmm. far greater than even you know the original plan. And so you have his direct will and his permissive will. So, yes, we have a free will as human beings, and God allows evils within the world to happen for some greater good. And we may not be able to see it—the whole picture of the puzzle—certainly in this world.
0: I would say hardly ever. Hardly ever. Yeah, right. Yeah. And also, there that again—that <clears throat> increasing our trust. In God's yeah, exactly. mercy and in His goodness and coming to his know goodness. who He is, then we can begin to take into ourself and truly believe that there is a greater good that will come from whatever this scenario exactly. is. And this permissive will that you're talking about, that's that same permissive will, right? That allowed Adam and Eve
1: oh, yeah. to sin
0: go. and from which we are still suffering the consequences, yeah, exactly. right? That's the yeah. same choice toward evil, that Adam and Eve made, you know, yeah. in these in these life situations. That um, I often say, you know, we repeat the drama and trauma of Adam and Eve every single day. We do. We do.
1: Go back to the truth; will set you free. The devil was trying was his temptation with Eve was a question: Did God really tell you that if you eat of the fruit of good and evil, you will die? You really won't die. And so, what's behind that? Mm-hmm. That question is mm-hmm. a. Twisted view of the Father. He really doesn't care about you. And he really doesn't have your best interests in mind. So, what now you have to do is you have to be self reliant. You have to grasp yourself, right? Because what Adam and Eve desired, right, um, was something that I think God would would give them, Mm -hmm. right? But Mm -hmm. they grasp it themselves through disobedience. Um, That's what sin is, you Mm. know? And in their disobedience, there we have this fall, this woundedness, this. Uh, darkness of the intellect of who God is and also the concupiscence, the uh, desire, if you will, that inordinate desire within our hearts to do, as St. Paul says, what I know I shouldn't do, but I'm going to do it anyway, kind of thing. And so it goes back There was
0: probably a billboard, you know, passing you as you pass on the way home that told you to do just that thing. Exactly. (laughs) Because that's how our culture is, is so permeated with the self, You know, and what we deserve and what we should be doing. It's a whole different view from the Catholic view, Mm -hmm. you know, of the human person and, and our creation. I you you know if anyone want, wanted to connect the dots father to our self-reliance or or the ways we're thinking about ourselves nowadays and and how that goes all the way back to the garden of eden you just really took us back there and kind of connected some dots with this adam and eve and and the way that the evil one was able to twist there was the element of truth there but he twisted mm-hmm. it just enough to throw eve off killed her while Adam is you know, right there by her and, and did mm-hmm. nothing. Did yeah, nothing. Yeah. Allowed, you know, the evil one into the gate, into the gate, into the garden, and did nothing. Yeah. Um fear probably for fear, absolutely mm-hmm. fear. And you know, she didn't, you know, reject the evil one and go run to her papa and tell him what had just happened. Mm-hmm. And he would have given her everything. Oh, don't you just want to talk to Adam and Eve? I just Mm -hmm. want to go. Come on, really? (laughs) You know, but but there's and I, I look forward to exploring this more with you because there's such a tie, all the way back to the what I call the original wound, what others certainly have called the original wound, and how we repeat this drama of of the garden every single day in big and small ways, and how it has everything to do. With the struggles that we're we're in enduring really right now, mm-hmm. um, but one point um, before we end our time, though. I, I've found it really transformative for other people, but also in my own life when we can get to that place of opening more to trusting God, to, even if we can just know intellectually that God is love, that he loves me more than I have the capacity to love him back. And he created me in love and for love and all the things that our faith teaches us if we get our scripture out in our catechism, you know, and read the church fathers and we can know it intellectually, but that that slow drip to the heart, it takes, drip to the, heart. takes I like a, that. the drip to the
1: heart. It is. It, it is. takes
0: forever. But at some point, we can begin to have the trust and the openness and the freedom and the courage and the virtue to ask, not why me, mm-hmm. but what is it that you're trying to teach me, Lord? I know that you're all good. I know that you love me. Perfectly, yeah. unconditionally. So I know that this is being allowed in a way that will sanctify me. If I open more to you, if I trust you, please tell me, show me, mm-hmm. make it clear to me what it is that you're trying to teach me.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I, you hit something in my heart when you said that. Um, I could probably make a whole another uh, show from.
0: Well, you can't. But, you can't let us leave us hanging okay, like so, that.
1: Okay, so you know, I think the reason <laughs> we ask why. Is because we want to have some control over something mm. we we don't have control over, which is suffering. Mm. But mm. we do have con- what we what we do we have control over the very fact that we can believe in the fact that we don't have control over it. So, let me give you an example of just um, I can't control a lot of suffering that happens in our life, but I can trust that the Father has sovereignty and control over everything that happens, and that He is good. He is good, Mm -hmm. right? we Mm -hmm. see that in the cross, the death, the crucifixion, the death and resurrection of Christ. This is Our Lady did this perfectly at the cross,
0: Mm -hmm. at the
1: cross, right? So the angel Gabriel appeared to her and said, your son will sit on the throne of David forever. Mm. Forever your son will sit on the throne of David um, and his kingdom will have no end. You think those words were echoing in her heart as she was watching her son Mm. um, die brutally Mm. on the cross, right? Yeah. Right. You think those were not words echoing, wait a minute. He's supposed to reign forever. Right. And here he is dying. But she entrusted herself to that. She had no control over this situation right now, over mm-hmm. this suffering. She could mm-hmm. ask why, 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 why.
0: Which is a trap. It is. By the way. It is. Well, yeah, yes. there you go. It's, it's, it's a, a, it's, a
1: trap. A, it's, well, it's, a, it's a, deep down, it's a desire to have control over something we can't have control over, right. which is suffering. Right. But yet she placed herself in the trusts of God, in the in the in the goodness of God, and the mercy of God, um, and in doing so, um, she she placed herself in the goodness of God over something she had no control over, mm-hmm. but yet knew that He had control over it.
0: That's right. right? And in um, a human sense, in a human understanding, there is no way to make sense. There's nowhere to put that kind of suffering and no way to make sense of the of the actions committed against her son. There's just no way yeah. to make that okay or to make it understandable. Well, he really deserved it. You I mean, that was the perfect plan, if you will, because there's no way that we could, it's just personified evil. I'm not even coming up with, it's too big. But all of which and more to teach us about, you know, Our Lady is such... Our model in every in every way yeah. of to be perfectly united to the Father's will, perfect trust in His love and in His mercy, she, and in opening to and trusting whatever this is that's happening around me that is very confusing and very painful. That I trust in God's providence that He is with me and that He is in this situation, yeah, in this situation. and bringing yeah. about a greater good. How about Even though our we can't
1: understand? We it. can't
0: understand it. We just can't
1: because you, know? you think I was th- you know. The angel told her, "He's going to reign forever, right?" And his his makes will, no and, sense, and, and this makes no sense right now. But she didn't try to understand it. Ooh, she simply that's a surrendered, big that's a topic right there. Surrender to mm. the Father's will at the moment, um, and that's all she can do. And so she mm. gets, she comes the model of not only trust but also how we respond mm-hmm. to suffering in our life that's outside of our control. Amen. To find serenity and even peace. You go back to the serenity prayer, I love. You know, Lord, give me the serenity um, to accept the things that I cannot change. Mm-hmm. Right now, doesn't become like a um, what's the word I'm looking for? A kind of a um, the word escapes me right now. Um, but it becomes a, a surrender. It becomes yes, a surrender, if a, you will, which is completely to counter-cultural. something that I can't change. Yeah, because right. yeah, exactly. Because I think our fallen human nature wants to be able to change. Wants to be able to get control over Absolutely.
0: it. Absolutely. Um, it, it doesn't exist, if it's not on a spreadsheet, mm-hmm. or if I can't understand it, then it's not true. It's not real. Yeah. And I'm eventually going to get it all understood. That that's what makes something truthful and real, right? Yes, that's what I exactly. that and other things is what our world will tell us. And which will never be good enough and we will always fall short and then we'll always be miserable and trapped. Do you mm-hmm. see? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it just no trap. fun at all.
1: So. We, we're trying to make ourselves God when we can't. That's exactly. What it is. We spend um, our
0: whole lives doing this. Some people wait to the last breath of their life
1: mm-hmm.
0: and before they surrender. It's so, you know, it's so beautiful. Gosh, there's so many places to go, Father, but mm-hmm. we, we'll, we'll start tackling that next time. Great. All right. Thank Thanks you so easy. much.